Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet fan here, and I'm excited to finally be here back live with everybody out there to talk awesome anime. Thank you for joining us in this Sunday edition of the Amateur Otaku Podcast. And as usual, I am not here by myself. I am accompanied by the one, the only, the talented Isaac Wolf. What's up, man? I mean, aren't we all a bit of a daredevil? Daredevil? Is this the right pod? One of my favorite songs uh, from a certain game that 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 they're currently playing through for review is uh, named uh, Daredevil. Nice. Is that from Persona Five Strikers, if I may ask? Yeah, it's absolutely all. I mean, Atlas has a way. Atlas has a way with soundtracks, don't they? Like their music is like so awesome, especially for those Persona games. It's superb. Superb. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. <laughs> almost uh, almost done with the almost done with the game also. So that is that awesome. should be interesting to So once that one is done, it's off to Ravel in default too. Very nice. You have a you have a big play to you, but you don't waste no time. Um now I uh, for reference, uh, I am uh, granted. Uh, I had a, um, my sister and I had took turns, uh, so to speak. But uh, we had hundred percent of the world of light uh, in one and a half days, so to speak. And I do mean hundred percent it. And now we know who the real daredevil is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. As you know, I'm Brandon, this is Isaac, and, there's, and Isaac is with me. And we're here at the Amateur Talker Podcast to talk awesome anime with you guys. As you guys know, we cover anime to provide you guys with an insight on all the awesome shows that are out there, those that interest us that we believe that you guys should go check out. Um, if you guys have not seen any anime before, this show is for you because we will cover in a nutshell. We'll, we'll give you a nice capsule of what this anime that we're going to cover is all about so that you can decide if this show is right for you. And if you've seen it before, it does create a nice environment for good, healthy discussions so we can share our honest opinions and enjoy the wonderful anime and the particular quirks that make this anime special because Isaac isn't the best anime, the one that has very particular individualized quirks to it. You know what I mean? Like the best anime tend to be unique in and of themselves, even though they they have tropes and stuff like that. The best anime are the unique ones. Am I right? Mm, yeah. Or it's, uh, I mean, it all depends on how you view it uh, because it's, it, how should I put it? I wouldn't say that, uh, for example, and this comes uh, from someone that is a big fan of all three, that Naruto, uh, One Piece, and Dragon Ball has a big uh, major Kirk involved, but they are still one of the most power, uh, popular franchises. And 
and all that, yes, I think you get where I'm coming at with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but I think, but but if you look at it, um, there are certain things that are unique to those shows, you know, and and the way they like each of them have their own dialect, their own language, their all their all feel, you know. Yeah. Even even though they of course tackle similar topics, coming of age, growing up. Um, they'll have the show and feel, but they all have like, diff- they all have these things that distinguish them, which is why they become so popular over time. Um, and if you guys love what we do here at the amateur talk podcast, please take a minute, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our channel. Um, we're at 26 subscribers. Isaac is going up little by little. So I'm very excited. Um, Subscribe to our channel, hit the like button, and click on the bell for notifications so you guys do not miss any single episode of the Amateur Talker Podcast. You don't miss any stream, any live or Q&A updates, which this earlier this week I did a live um, update of the Amateur Taku. I will be doing a lot more of those. It was a ton of fun where I was able to talk about things that I'm doing, things that I'm reading, and all the cool stuff. Um, now, today... We're gonna. It's ep- which is episode thirty-two of season two. Um, we're gonna talk about something very awesome, uh, a show that was a big hit in 2014, 2015. Um, and it's one of those shows that I always knew from far away that it was a tough show to say the least. Um, but I'm really happy that we finally got around to sitting down and covering this show, and. Isaac, we're going to start, before we jump into the discussion, I read the synopsis and we jump into the show. Um, when did you first hear about your lie in April? I would lie if I told you, though, if I remember when I uh, got the use of it, if you, I'm you, being you, honest. You, you couldn't help yourself, could you? I mean, uh, it's right. It I know it's worse. right there. It's right there. I mean, I mean, it would have been worse if I did it in April. Uh, good thing we're doing this in February <laughs> and not in April, because this it's would March be, here. Exactly. This would like, this would, it would completely derail the episode. So I think it's um, the guts. It, um, uh, it's uh, derailing the episode uh, even now when it's March slash February, depending on the time zone. Oh boy! But so, so have you seen this show before? Is this, or is this the first time you watch it? I believe I watched that one before because I do recognize uh, recognize it, but. Like I've said earlier, I have seen so many animes that right. some uh, some of uh, while, uh, some while I do enjoy them. It's oh, I did watch that one. Okay, it's sort of like so, so. This was probably one of those that fell to the cracks of the plethora of anime that you've explored, and it just slightly resurfaced now because we're covering it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, 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 one of the things, the only thing I knew about your lie in April, whenever I first heard of it is that it was blowing up like in anime communities. You know what I mean? Like, like this That's is one of those. That's certainly not a lie. It, oh my God. 
Um, this is one of those animes that was really big because of its so-called heartbreaking story and portrayal of characters. And I, I, I always knew about it, but I didn't want to watch it because I didn't know. I, I just didn't draw my interest because, you know, I'm not which a I'm not that. Which surprises me, considering well, it's uh, you are it's a and, inspiring musician at heart. Yes, yes, I know. And and the, the thing is that I didn't know how much music was involved. Like I didn't know that it was about 100% musicians and, and how they explore the world of musicians, which to me was a huge surprise, to me at least, um, and a huge part of the enjoyment that I had. But I always saw it from far away because I, I, I kind of didn't want a slice of life story. I didn't want to invest, which is one of the things that I love about this show because it pushes me to try things that I wouldn't try. Um, to cover it for you guys, but also for me to so that I can enjoy the different things that are out there. Like most of the slice of life animes that I've actually forced myself to watch to a degree are because of the show, and I and I'm really happy that I've seen them. Um, of course, this is another A1 Pictures um, masterpiece, uh, beautiful animation, and of course, heartbreaking story because you know that A1 Pictures is the same studio that brought that brought us Anohana. Which we all know that we all cried <laughs> in Anohana, and and not uh, only Ano. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's that series hit me hard, and not just Anohana. It it is also the studio behind your favorite show, Sword Art Fuck Online. Sword Art, Fuck Sword Art Online yeah. with a, a temple. A temple. Isaac. This is a this is a kid friendly show until it's not okay, <laughs> dude. When I uh, just re just remember that I have some insane animus that we're going to do. Yes, I know. we're going to do, and for each uh, sort of online, it's just going to be double or the Evangelion movies for that matter. Yay! Which, by the way. I can't wait for the movies to be released in a way that I can buy them. Like right now, you cannot stream the 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 new versions of the Evangelion movies. You can't stream them anywhere. The DVDs and Blu-rays are ridiculously expensive because apparently you can only get them in Japan. So finally, once they finish like the fourth one that I think they're working on, hopefully we'll get it'll be easiest, easier for us to get it because we, you know we need to cover those. And I know you can't wait. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, because uh, I can punish you with some older animes that will uh, will uh, make, make your brain uh, go through your nose and uh, up through your toes. And I know that that is not a lie. So, without further ado... How about we jump in and talk about your lie in April? Um, Isaac, I'm going to go ahead and start reading the synopsis for the show. Um, I do want to say, guys, we're going to start – we're going to cover the show as a whole without major spoilers um, to cover – to give you the nutshell sense of what the show is about. And then after the show – after we talk about your lie in April in general, we are going to jump into a spoiler section because there's no way that we can talk about the show without the 
biggest moments of it. And be, and being that it's a show that blew up so much back in 2014 and 15, a lot of people know the twist of this show. But also for those that have seen it, we wanna we want to hear your thoughts of how you felt on those moments whenever you saw the show. So I'm gonna start, Isaac. Here's a synopsis. You ready? Yeah. Cool. So here's a synopsis for your line April. Kose Arma is a musical genius and a highly acclaimed pianist since he was a child. He would leave listeners in awe with his raw talent and masterful playing and inspire other musicians to do the same. The problem is he cannot play anymore. Unable to cope with the loss of his mother, Kose goes through life without living within the seasons and months as they escape them. Under the behest of his childhood friend Tsubaki, he agrees to join her and their mutual friend Watari to meet a girl. Little did he know that this girl would change his life forever by becoming the musical bridge between the keys on the piano and the depths of his heart. Your Lie in April is an exploration of the power of music, finding oneself, healing, and falling in love for the first time in the midst of heartbreak, inspiration, and hope. Based on the manga by Naoshi Arakawa, directed by Kyohei Shiguro, and produced by A1 Pictures. This anime is available in Netflix worldwide. So Isaac, you watch your light in April, probably for the fourth or third time without remembering. <laughs> um, so, thoughts about this show? I should have put it. I mean, on a surface level, the how should I? Oh, I'm lost for word. <laughs> uh, you go first because I I forgot the, the words for uh, for it. Um, do you need me to send you a dictionary or? Uh, no, <laughs> it's. I'm sorry, that was bad. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yay! My horrible joke worked. Go. <laughs> horrible, wor uh, horrible joke. Um, I don't see. Uh, yeah. Was that even a joke? Eh, anyway. Wow. Uh, this is a show that uh, could easily uh, be about sports. About. Um, in sort of like video games, screenwriters, you name it. And you can use that, essentially do that beat by beat, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, and because of uh, that it's music involved, this is easily something that will that is something that uh, will connect mostly with musician or music. Uh, those that are really into music, so to speak. But 
even if you're you're not into music or big into music or what have you, I argue that the characters is enough well written that you could really enjoy the story, even if it arguably have a lot of. Uh, it go, uh, I would argue that it goes by a checklist. The uh, childhood friend reason that uh, he slash she can't uh, do said thing again need uh, um, because of um, because of uh, what happening uh, prior to the story start. It can start at the beginning. In character X can't uh, continue with it because something is mentally blocking it, and then uh, he, she, see or meet something that changes their, their point of view and their help, uh, help, th- uh, help him or her through, uh, through that series, so it can mentally heal, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, there's a, I think also what you're, what I can see what you're trying to say, which I think is a very important point, when describing this show, is that one of the strongest points of it is beyond the anime tropes of outrageous abuse on certain characters, and um, I wouldn't you know, argue. Just, I would argue. I would argue that the, uh, this story has, to some degree, even been told uh, through Western media oh, far more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but what I was gonna go like beyond the anime tropes of like the caricatures, like whenever um, Kari um, like screams or throws something at Kose, like those moments where it becomes really comical, right? Beyond those yeah. moments that make it highlight as an anime. I think one of the biggest characteristics of the show is that every character feels real. Yeah. And it uh, is mm-hmm. characters feeling real is uh, something that is extremely important to mm-hmm. stories like this. Have I mentioned the Sunset Limited to you? Huh? Have I mentioned the movie Sunset Limited to you? Yeah, uh, you've mentioned mentioned it before. Yeah, yes, you have. Yeah, it's a uh, for those that don't know, it's a movie uh, that is I can't recall how many how long that movie is. So this is the movie is ninety one minutes long, and the entire thing is a conversation in. an apartment between Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, sure, their acting helps a lot, so to speak. But it, it is uh, but it all also the conversation, the uh, the feeling of how the characters they ideologically w- work and you get invested here. While the characters has certain troops, I'm not gonna lie, they feel real. You enjoy following them, 
Mm-hmm. And that is what makes this show. This isn't... wouldn't say this is Shakespeare. It's more... I can't uh, come up with I, a good example right now, but I think you get what I mean. Yeah, and I think the important part, I think it's good that you said that it isn't Shakespeare because one of the thing about the, when, when we, when I think about Shakespeare, I don't know what a lot of people think about, but when I think about Shakespeare, I, I, I see theater portrayed in a way where characters tend to be overly dramatic to a degree. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're characters that appear larger than life. Um, and express themselves in such a way, even though they are they're living, you know, quote unquote, real situations or scenarios. You know what I mean? Like this this show, because it's not Shakespeare, it focuses on making these characters feel real and making them feel grounded. Um, of course, it is a slice of life show through and through, where there's there's. There's no fantasy elements apart from things that you would be you were you know are moments where where imagination takes over, which we all experiment through our lives. But but the moments of happiness, the moments of connection, um, I think the dialogue on this show is phenomenal because all every little every little exchange between every character is meaningful, um, builds upon the relationships, builds upon the plot, builds upon every single thread that you you become invested even on the supporting characters. And for a show that is so short, I mean, it's not ridiculously short, like 12 episodes, but it's only 22 episodes. Um, you could say it has two seasons, has two parts. It's only 22 episodes. I like I like how because of how real every interaction and every character is or feels like whenever even a new character is introduced I feel that I spent enough time with them. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you have a show that 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 does something great introduces a new character but you really like the new character it feels like something that just came up at the back end or afterthought. You know what I mean? Like every every character is very smartly placed where they're introduced and they all connect to this great web of of relationships, of connections, you know? Um, and I really like the show. I, I really like the show especially because of that. Because at, at not once that I feel that I I couldn't understand what that person was feeling and and to say that one of the biggest triumphs of the show is the way they deal with the idea of trauma which they take a very particular route with it because you know how you have trauma as a driving force for a character which we know that at least throughout the show, in Kose's life, the loss of his mother and, and other things that occur throughout the show is a driving force for his character, right? Trust me, but, I know exactly what you mean. But what I love about how they use trauma is that 
they don't overly complicate it. You see what I'm saying? Which, which, uh, uh, which is, uh, as I mentioned before, someone that suffers from PTSD. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I will argue that uh, not over. He, he, he doesn't have PTSD, I know, but he still has, uh, I would argue, but he still has trauma that mm-hmm. sort of like uh, put his life life in limbo, I would argue, mm-hmm. okay. slash limbo. And as yeah. someone that can relate that kind of uh, sort of had and still to some degree has mm-hmm. in his life in limbo, it was refreshing to see their approach to it uh, compared to a certain anime that mm-hmm. I wonder whenever you are going to post that uh, old episode on the channel it should be interesting to yes. see their reaction to that one yeah yeah I, I, and, and 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 I'm glad that you mentioned also that because the going back to the idea of not overcomplicating trauma um, like I said, one of the big, the, the reason why I think their handling of trauma is a big triumph for the show is because they capture one of the hardest things to capture when it comes to a person's personal and individual trauma is that they capture the idea that one, Nobody really understands what he's going through and what he feels. But two, they are able to illustrate and take us into the world and into his suffering in a way that even though it sounds complex, it makes it relatable. You know what I mean? Which is very hard to do. In a way that's that doesn't feel forced, because what the way they portray it is that not every trauma is the same. Every trauma is different, and it's not about everybody understanding everything exactly, but it's all about people accepting that everyone's battles is different. Agreed. So, and to give you an ex- uh, real example, it's I have more than once uh, heard uh, that uh, you get uh, uh, it. Uh, it will get over. It will get over. And I'm just mm-hmm. um, you. Mm-hmm. I can't just take a cup of coffee and take an aspirin, and it's uh, going to be Correct. fine. Correct. Uh, which you can argue that uh, some people argue, uh, no matter of the trauma or something. Yes, sure, I'm getting. Sure, I'm getting a lot more personal here than I expected, considering this isn't a. And sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Might be a lot more uh, personal than some would prefer so to speak but uh, this uh, 
Uh, I should uh, talk about my feelings in comparison and just to get the knowledge out of what I believe in this series. And if you have, uh, if you are suffering from trauma, uh, insert uh, insert situation here because there are so many uh, different scenarios. Yeah, yeah. You won't feel. I can guarantee you that you won't feel. It's uh, insulted, the right word. Yes, and I and I think you hit it on the T, because they treat everything with such care, and 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 not only with care, but they also emphasize how this is his struggle. In his life, this is how trauma manifests. And, and the way that his handling of the trauma evolves, because that's the other thing. The other beautiful thing that this show does is that it gives you, it gives, it shows you, like part of the message, of course, is that you can overcome trauma. But it's not because the trauma goes away. It's because you learn how to manage yeah. it. Which, which is such a powerful lesson. Which is, and it, this showed us it tastefully. And of course, we're only talking about the first half, <laughs> to a degree, like the first half of the show to a degree, which is, which is so beautiful how it handles that. And of course, there's a lot of moments of laughter. There's a lot of moments of, 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 of beauty in this show. Um, the friendships of this show are phenomenal. And, and going off still and, and, and staying in the trauma tangent or in the trauma theme, um, what, a, what a great way of portraying what a real support group among friends looks like you know what i mean yeah like like if anybody if anybody's going through something this is a show that you can relate to and connect with if anybody wants to learn or have an idea what a healthy way of helping someone that's going through trauma looks like look no further than this show you know what i mean to to, to an extent, because some people could say that Kari's push of making him play was a bit of, you know what I mean? But the idea of, of him exposing himself and others helping him at his pace to a degree, um, it's actually pretty beautiful. Um, now, I have an idea and a theory, Isaac, of why music plays such a central role to the story. Because, uh, because uh, music is easily one of the most creative uh, creative uh, forces. When, and, and, uh, no, you uh, one of the more powerful creative forces when uh, it comes to bring uh, in emotion for uh, people, no matter who you're talking to. That's That's one. That's definitely one. Um, but to me, the biggest thing is because, for example, sports, if it was sports, because I, you were making the analogy of, 
of how this show is easily transferable to different scenarios. And it's true. It's not, it's not incorrect. But the reason why a lot of the way they deal with the idea of trauma, and specifically, why the music analogy or, or frame works so well is because music, like trauma, is abstract. Yeah. It's not it's not something that for example when it comes to when it comes to sports you're either good or you're bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? In music, yes, there is that level of professionalism and technicalities and and technique and things that make you a professional musician, but the impact of music in different levels and skill is abstract. It's some it's just like trauma. And 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 just like music communicates with others in an abstract fashion and connects people um understanding that trauma doesn't have one clean cut definition kind of pairs well with the idea of music and 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 the conversation that they have about transmitting one's emotions through music and and one of the be- one of the best lines of the show is is when towards the finale where arma it um is is playing Chopin's ballad towards the the, the series finale is that he he talks about how music is his way of talking what he doesn't know how to say and and the idea of reaching others and 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 how that is so true like a lot of people are suffering and a lot of people are going through things and they don't know how to open up. And the idea that music could be a way. And that's the other thing. They don't say that music is the only way. They say that that's the way that works for Arma. That's the tool. That's his, that's his therapy. You know? And I don't know, man. It's, I think it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Um, now I would like to talk about the whole falling in love thing, the the falling in love angle. Um, what a poetic and beautiful show. I mean, forget about the, yes, I know heartbreak and things, some things don't go right and all that. I know all that. And I know this show there's, if, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not ready to cry, this is not your show. You're going to cry. <laughs> You're crying on your light in April. Um, but I, lo- I love how you fall in love with Kari as Kose is falling in love with her. Yes. Uh, go on. Go on. No, no, no. That, that, that's pretty much it. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Like, I'm... I can't. Uh, did you know that there's a Your Lion April movie? Live action. Yes, there is a live action version. There is a live action version, which which might be something to put in a poll to see if people want us to cover it. Um, but yes, there's a live oh. action Your Lion April, and and it actually came oh, out. Go ahead. It came out the uh, year after the series ended. Right, which is like fast track, like crazy. That's how big this show was. Yeah. 
just curious. Uh, uh, did you watch it in uh, English or uh, sub or dub? I watched it both. I watched like 50% dubbed and another 20, like almost half and half because I, I wanted to hear both. So. Did you know that uh, about a third of uh, the uh, about a third of the voice cast is either is either uh, persona and or uh, fire random voice actor for this? Can we talk about how the animation screams persona? Yeah, like, like, like Cozy looks wait, like Cozy. What I mean by that is Cozy looks like Joker, which is uh, like, kind of ironic considering it's yeah. Ryuji uh, that uh, Max Metalman that's uh, doing the voice of English voice of Cozy. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's a, like the animation style. It's it's really reminiscent of Persona Five, which is. It's actually pretty cool, isn't it? A a one picture, a one picture that uh, yeah, it's a one five. It's a one pictures. It is a one pictures. I think so. So the the fact that uh, the the fact that cutscenes in a video game makes uh, make uh, looks a lot better than uh, high budget anime. Oh well, that's that's a story for another day. Yes, Um, but yeah, this show is. So about the falling in love, Isaac. This being a tale of love, that angle. I thought it was very refreshing and very well thought out. What do you think? Yeah. How should I put it? It's to some degree you can argue that in specifically slice of life. Can, uh, the two main protagonists, or should I even call it the protagonist in, uh, no, sorry, main characters, I wouldn't call, uh, uh, wouldn't call, uh, brain freeze, I wouldn't call Kaori or Kusuke a protagonist, so to speak. But right, they're main characters. Like all four of them. Care. Yeah. All four of them, like the four friends, Carrie. Yeah. That's why you see them in the in the portrait. Like I mean, you got Watari, you got um Carrie, you got Kosei, and you have Subaki. Yeah. And what was I going with it? But it's uh, to some uh, some point that you can argue that it's way more refreshing when the characters are just friends and just that so to speak mm-hmm. but when they are done right it's done right and i will I absolutely agree with you that they cured and the relationship between the two maybe not perfectly but close to it no, and and I like how 
without being like a nauseating soap opera. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the yeah. idea of this quasi triangle where you have Watari, Kari, and Kose, and then you have Kose, Subaki, and Kari. And the idea that falling in love is different for boys and girls because also what, what I found really well done is how you follow Kose and his adventure about falling in love for the first time. And, and on the other side of it, you also have Subaki discovering love. You know what I mean? And understanding it and, and how they both have very different experiences that could be related to gender, but not necessarily, but how they give you those two examples because everybody has their own love story. Everybody arrives to that conclusion of being in love a different way. And I like that this show does that with multiple characters because you get the same thing towards the end with Kari. You have the playboy, <laughs> Watari, <laughs> which just wants oh to my. be with every cute girl. Yes. Um, but yeah, and I think it does it so well. And um, and it's really enjoyable to watch. And I, And I think that the writers were just on the money, man. Like this is the kind of show that I want to now. I want to read the manga because I want to. I want to know how faithful it is to the material. Um, it's only eleven volumes long, so it's something that'll be easy to collect. Um, but I want to, you know, this is the kind of thing that I would like to have and capture. Um, now, before I jump to the final thing that I think we should discuss about the show. Is there anything in particular that stood out to you that you say that you that you want to bring to the table that you want to talk about? No, no. Okay. So I'm about to I'm about to drop some knowledge up in this place. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, but for those that do not know, this show is special to me also for a different reason, and Isaac said why. Because I'm an aspiring musician. But not only because I'm an aspiring musician, I actually went to a conservatory and I graduated with a bachelor's degree in classical music. So this show takes place in my world. Like I am in love with Beethoven, the Bach, Chopin. Um, I love um, Mendelssohn. I, like I love classical music and I, I've been, I, I, I was, I lived within for six years in an environment where I breathed and, and lived classical music. And the people that become the best are inspiring to other people. And, and how this show emulates that world, the rivalry, competition, the camaraderie, um, the high stakes of it does it in a very tasteful manner. And not only that, of course, because it's mostly piano, they pick great pieces. They they pick great interpretations and recordings, and the and 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 also the fact that they know what real good music sounds like, especially when and how they play with how I know that they picked actual artists to play. I haven't researched it, but I know, especially in the moments where 
where you see Koze struggling to play again, where his playing drastically changes. I love how the commentary from the musicians, from the judges, and how the color of the keys of the piano change as you press them and, and, and how you interpret. What a great way of introducing people to the world of classical musicianship that a lot of people probably don't know. You know, like a lot of people just look at the top hat kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like people, the, the fancy people, the rich people that go watch concerts of, our, of orchestras and stuff like that. Um, but I like how it makes it very accessible because they're all students. So there is this level of naivete and this lightness to it where it's serious for them, but not too serious so that other people don't understand what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because because this particular world is very easy to exclude a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those um, realms of art where you can easily exclude a lot of people just because they don't understand or they don't know. But they made it so accessible um, because of the friends that Kose has that are not musicians, which is, by the way, what a great decision that it doesn't take place in a music school. It's not like they're all musicians in a band. No. Two of the main characters are musicians. The other ones, the other two are not. And that actually informs their characters in a big way. You know what I mean? Because their interaction with music is very different. I like the whole thing with Tsubaki and how she hates music at times because of how it affects the relationship that she has with Kose. Like, I don't know, man. This show surprised me in so many ways. And I have to say it. I like being light in April. No comment. <laughs> um, I think it's official, Isaac. I think we've talked plenty. But I think the amateur Taku recommends your lie in April. What do you think? Oh, I was muted. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. I highly recommend it. Spe specifically if you're a slice of life fan that have missed it. Yeah. You don't need to be a musician to watch and enjoy this show. But if you are, you'll enjoy it in different levels. If, if you love Slice of Life, you'll love it. If you like romance stories, um, coming-of-age stories, you'll love this show. This show is fantastic. The pacing is great. It's just the right amount of episodes. Each episode is packed with, with so much goodness. Um, but it's also very easy to binge. It's on Netflix, so you can binge it there. Um, so you got to go check it out. Go check out Your Lie in April. Um, based on what we've discussed here, you have more than enough information. Without us revealing the plot at all or going into spoiler details, you have a lot of information to know what the show is about and why you should watch it and why it's awesome. Um, if you're looking for something that will break your heart but leave you with a smile on your face, go watch Your Lie in April. It is awesome. You need to. Now, Isaac, I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, spoilers, about the big things that happen in the show, uh, especially towards the end. So we're going to end the show here. Um, 
If you guys saw the Erase episode, I divided it into a spoiler one and a non-spoiler one. Our spoiler section on this episode is not going to be that extensive. So I don't think I'm going to cut this one. But I do want to announce right now. Yeah. 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 Um, I would argue that spoiler section might be a better part for if we do the movie, honestly. Because I think we have pretty much covered the entire thing. So you know what? That's a good idea. Let's go ahead. Let's do that. Guys, I'm going to put a poll. And if you guys want us to cover the live action Your Lion April movie, we'll do a live. We'll we'll do a live. We'll watch it. We'll cover it. And we'll do a full spoiler of the movie and the, sh- and the anime and yeah, the show. Because then we can compare if uh, you, you get the same impact uh, for the characters and more importantly the ending, which yeah. I think uh, we, if we would uh, cover the movie, we would definitely discuss in that episode. Well done. What a great suggestion, Isaac. Isaac, that's why I keep you around. Because whenever I'm starting to veer into the madness you come back with clarity and say, Brandon, madness is where I live, not where you belong. <laughs> it's wonderful. No, but that was a great, that was a great suggestion. So guys, thank you for joining us at the Amateur Talker Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and click that bell for notifications. Um, if you like what we do here, share with your friends. Also, if you like to listen in a podcast format, the Amateur Talker Podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are heard, you can find the Amateur Otaku Podcast. If you have any recommendations, if you have any comments, any questions, reach out to us at Amateur Otaku Pod or AmateurOtakuRTF at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts and recommendations, and we will cover it on the show. Um, we are in the process of watching Vinland Saga. Uh, I have another recommendation from one of my coworkers, actually, Isaac. Hmm. Um, and he recommended that we see Shobits. Come again? He recommended that we see Shobits. How do uh, how do you uh, spell that one? C H O B I T Z. Apparently, C C yeah C H O B I T Z. It's called Shobits, uh, about a guy and an android. It's supposed to be very funny. Um, it looks interesting. I saw the intro, but yeah, we're getting recommendations. If you guys recommend to show it to us. We will try and cover it and watch it. Oh, this one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Why 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 the response, Isaac? Do you know something that I don't? Maybe. Oh boy. But yes, send us your recommendations. We will cover it on the show. More than anything, we want to form a community with you guys and talk anime with you guys and enjoy. Thank you for joining us so much. And thank you for listening to our thoughts on your line April. Isaac, this is awesome. This is an awesome episode. This was an awesome episode, wasn't it? Yeah. I, uh, I won't lie about it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So Isaac, we're about to head out. Where can people find you in the webs? You can find me over at Emblemaniac on Twitter, and you can find my work over at Robam Entertainment, uh, who's uh, recently got some uh, big, uh, big, uh, big stuff. And uh, my Padman has finally put a post up on the Warbam. Yeah, I made my I made my Warbam debut. So you can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Twitter, at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Instagram, and you can find me Brandon Alvarado on Facebook. Also, you can find my writings at Wobam Entertainment. Um, I reignited my series, The Scarlet Fan Presents, where I pretty much do the same thing that I do at the Amateur Otaku, even though the Amateur Otaku is solely anime. Scarlet Fan Presents does the same thing, but with anything that I want to do. It could be a comic book, it could be a manga, it could be a movie, it could be a show, something that I think it's awesome. I hype it up while also introducing it to people and hopefully you guys watch it and check it out and get excited about it. So thank you for joining us, guys. Have it awesome. We will see you next week with our coverage of The Promised Neverland, which hopefully we get two episodes this time, and our coverage of Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, the second anime feature film of the great um, major of sci-fi, the great female-led um, series, Ghost in the Show. Have an awesome, guys. Peace. Peace. Mm -hmm.